1: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are talking NWA Saturday night on TBS from May the 19th, 1990. This is the evening before the next big pay-per-view, Capital Combat and RoboCop. We've been talking about it for weeks now. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Harper, although he should be here. I'm going to throw it to Doc, and I'm sure he'll tell you why Harper should have been here 10 minutes ago. Doc, how you doing?
2: Oh, I'm great. Apparently, the superstar has a a log of shit logged up his ass.
1: Well, you're not telling the full story well, about the text message we got like 25 minutes oh, ago. Oh, we
2: got a we got a text message. Hey, y'all want to start early? And man, we scrambled the jets. We're like, "You're damn right we do. We always want to start early." For before for before my buzz wears off. And our and he's like, "All right." And Mike, how long did we sit here waiting on Harper?
1: We're at about uh, 12 minutes at this moment. Of, you know, in the time that you want to start And there's two groups early. of
2: people listening to this. There's half the group that's sitting out there going, why is 12 minutes such a big deal? And then there's <laughs> our people that are like, holy shit, I would have murdered him over 12 minutes.
1: In fairness, when you have a wife and you have children, you run on tight schedules most of the time. At least for me, I do. And that's how it works. Anyway, time is
2: money, pal.
1: Time is money, brother. How you doing, Doc? Uh, or do you I'm wanna... doing.
2: I can't. I can't tell you how. Good, I can't tell you just how great I am doing. It is phenomenal. Uh, 16 and one is in play. What? It's a, it's a 16 and one. The Cowboys. What are you talking
1: about? Huh? Who?
2: So look, I don't know Who? if we have any listeners that are big Panthers fans, but I do know. We have a Giants fan out there, Thog. He's gonna, y'all gonna get dealt with on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. Four <laughs> and one, we're gonna whoop that ass. We're gonna come in there with our slingshot and kill the giant. Slingshot, and, uh, David and Goliath, the giant.
1: What, what are what are we in uh, the Stone Ages right now?
2: Yeah, I'm biblically tied down. You know, we're sitting here. We're feeling good. We're the Cowboys, we're America's team. We cut, we cut a starting linebacker. Just this week, we're shedding the shedding the fat, more playmaking opportunities for our other linebacker Vander Esch. It is all coming together, brother.
1: It is going to be so enjoyable when Aaron Rodgers finishes off your team again in the playoffs this
2: year. That's that you won't even be rude <laughs> because you don't like him either. <laughs> now, here's the thing we used to back in the old days, we used to have to consider a wellness check for Javorski, but I think we need to redirect the, uh, the the services down to Tennessee. What do you think?
1: Are you talking about the little fella in half pint?
2: The little fella down in Nashville, I mean, I'm, I fully suspect to get a report that he's swinging from a pier up in his attic, man.
1: To be fair, the little fella, I don't want to give it away because it's a Patreon show. He had some very high, very, very, bold, very high predictions very and bold. bold predictions for the Tennessee Titans this year. And which one of them was not losing to the Jets.
2: The Jets, dude. That's got to be, <laughs> be sure money.
1: Hmm, man.
2: <laughs> That's bad news. Now um He was hurting. He was hurting. You know, it's he sent always, me an email. Yeah, well it's always better when we come in here and everybody can have-
1: I don't know. What the hell just happened to you, but you just LSU
2: did, did the job and then your Saints did the job. Is that correct?
1: I have no clue what you're talking about, sir. You're breaking oh, okay. up. Okay.
2: You don't follow you don't follow football? Huh? What?
1: How about those Pelicans?
2: Oh, that starts up soon soon too. Yeah, so uh,
1: fat ass. We'll get him to break a few. (laughs) We'll get him to break a few boards in the court, like
2: wrestlers break
1: break boards in wrestling rings. So that's gonna be another.
2: Sports is treating treating us well. I mean, I can't tell you. You know, we text and it, it. How much sports viewing of sports adds to our uh, Puts the, some pluses in our mental health column.
1: It's a distraction. That's what From it is. From what? From life.
2: Why is your life so bad? It is a
1: complete distraction, which is exactly what everyone needs nowadays.
2: Kind of like this show, right?
1: I totally agree. It's been a complete distraction for the last six and a half years. We're about six and a half years in, Doc. Did you realize that? Jesus.
2: Getting away from us, Mike. Almost 20
1: minutes waiting on a superstar, Mr. Let's Start Early.
2: Um, I got one. I I really don't. I'm at a loss to what to say about this.
1: So, first of all,
2: if if his text from 15 minutes ago was, I'm pooing, how long does it take?
1: I don't know. I, I, I take a dump like a dog. And what that means is, you know, I don't circle for long. You go out, I plop you go down. Out in the
2: backyard I, and, you go out in the backyard and hunker down.
1: <laughs> not really. But you know how most dogs, like, you know, I mean, especially older dogs, like, you know, they got it all down. They're not a puppy or nothing. They just find their spot and go, dude, I plop down, bloof, and I'm done. Wipe, wash hands. I'm in and out of there, bro. 90 seconds max. I don't need to sit there and... I mean, unless I got some problems in my my gastrointestinal tract where I got, you know, the squirts or something. That's one thing. But just every day, bloop, 90 seconds, wash the hands, I'm out.
2: I I don't know what kind of log
1: he's dropping.
2: Yeah, I told you it's like a football coming out sideways.
1: Ridiculous. Yeah, I'll try to add him again while I'm trying to add him because, I mean, he's showing on, but... uh, Shout out to disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, Mike Childry, Joe Ice. Thank you for your generous support each and every month on Patreon. No new Patreon members this week, so please get on it. Remember, the only way you can get our Patreon review of Capital Combat, which Hopper is supposed to join us for that one, and he normally doesn't do the pay per views with us, but he's supposed to join us for this one. You can only get that on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash PatreonBTT. He's been talking about this Robocop thing for weeks now. He's evidently got a promo to cut or something to say about it, and we're not going to let it happen here on the free show. It's going to happen only on Patreon, tinyurl.com Patreon BTT. You can subscribe there, become a Patreon member, get access to not only that pay-per-view, all of the pay-per-views we've done, all of the Clash of Champions we've done, the world-class shows, any of the live streams that are obviously not live. They're recorded and in the can, but they're all available there for you to become a patron. And there is the superstar, Doc. He's finally on.
3: Uh, all right, all right, I got it now. All right, where you been? But the fucking computer's been being a dick. Uh oh. Y'all recording? We're yeah, on. it's already yeah, we're
1: rolling. <laughs> uh oh.
3: No, I'm, I'm just tired. I, I can tell. Oh. World's yeah, got I, you down. Yeah, I, I mean, reality's got me down, but I mean, fucker, welcome to the
2: club. But you got to kick out. Yeah. Or something. I mean, at least you don't root for the Titans.
3: What's wrong with that?
2: They lost to the Jets. Oh. I'm afraid Harper's not okay.
3: It's crazy how the Jets, like... What was that, like 10 years ago? They were in an AFC championship game, and they were doing hot then ain't just totally just dropped off the fucking map.
2: That's what the jets do.
3: Yeah. To so Mike. Yeah. Did you watch the, the new Saints of uh Newark?
1: I haven't seen it yet, but Doc's seen it and he had some questions for you or he wanted to So I think we so I think what
2: you. we need to do here is try to tread lightly and not give away plot points and spoilers, but discuss sort of what our take is. Okay. So, you have categorized this movie, and let me see if I've got this correct, as trash.
3: I just, I don't know, man. I guess I was expecting so much, and it's just like, come on, bro. First, well, I don't want to give it away, because fucking Mike didn't see it yet. And all the other listeners. Well, that's their problem. Okay, I yeah,
1: think a lot true. a lot of people have seen it based on what I've seen in the Facebook group in the last So, minute. yeah,
3: because so, it, it's on fucking HBO Max. Just hit yeah. play. A lot of people yeah. have
1: seen it. So, look, fast forward through this segment. Go to the next timestamp if you don't want to hear it. Go ahead. Y'all talk about it. Y'all ain't going to ruin it for me. I mean, I, the only it's thing I'll is? say is the only thing I, I do want to say one thing. Perfect. I think with a series as great as The Sopranos, having not seen the movie yet, it's kind of hard to live up to the greatness of that. You know, yeah, I know it's a prequel, big problem. but but a but you're big problem. you're grading it against greatness, and right, yeah. I think that's very hard to do, and I I just don't know how I don't know how you could do it. I think Better Call Saul's kind of got a similar problem, although it's a series. You know, with Breaking well, I like Bad, Better Call Saul. I do too. But I, I and I actually think Better Call Saul is fantastic. But yeah, I think with this, it's a movie. Better Call Saul is a series, so it, they give you more time to tell the story. Well, this is a movie before and I, I just I think it's just really hard. You're comparing a movie to a series and you're also comparing one of the greatest series ever to the prequel. It, it's its its very hard. You know, you got a real, real hard curve you're grading up against. But go ahead, Doc.
2: Those things are all true. So immediately um, I said this felt like a two hours, two hour episode of The Sopranos. So I like it but it's not as going to be as good as the show. And now I'm. It, it didn't play like a movie. It played like a, 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 a long form episode of the show. And so that's weird. The, yeah. the other, th- the other thing is I felt like they tried to shoehorn in everybody. So you could see everybody at their younger age and it, you didn't need to see necessarily Artie or Pauly or, or Big Puss Um In the movie But they were trying to like tie him together
3: I thought Pussy was more Closer to Tony's age No kidding But in this movie he's like He's he's grown and he's a kid
2: Um I also thought that Uh Gandolfini's kid doesn't look like him As much as he looked like Randy Quaid. Like Randy Quaid? Yep. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, Junior is a foul motherfucker, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Junior um, didn't give a fuck. Um... I also read that they're interested in doing another movie. Oh, God. It's going to be like Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe maybe (laughs) the Sopranos should go to
3: space. Yeah, maybe the fucking Clone Wars. And and Jesus Christ.
2: And they're Uh, trying to bring in one of the writers, Terrence Winter, to attach him to it. And he Uh, said, absolutely.
1: I have a question (laughs) Doc. When you say a movie, what do you, what do you mean? Like another prequel or what what are when you say movie, please explain like, timeline yes.
3: wise. A sequel to the prequel. Right.
1: Okay, gotcha. If
2: you will. If you will, baby. All so right. I enjoyed the so the thing of it is is that I enjoyed my two hours sitting there watching it. But it's nothing is ever gonna live up. To the standard that's already been created. And the other problem is. Is like it or not. And had he lived. He would have struggled I think. It's hard for me to see anything. Sopranos related and not see James Gandolfini. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure his ass might have been. Really severely. Typecast. For the rest of his life.
3: Right. He's like Christopher Reeves. He was always Superman.
2: Right. There ain't nowhere to go after you've been that character. Right. So I, I thought it was good. I just... there's Y'all have mentioned the inherent problems here. Well, I had two questions where...
1: Go ahead and say if it's something specific, Hopper. I mean, okay. I already told people to fast forward to the next time, if they don't want to listen, hear it.
3: When, when uh, Christopher's dad is going to prison to talk to his... I assume that was his father's twin brother that was in jail.
2: Why was he doing that? I think he was struggling with the fact that he was fucking up.
3: Well, they didn't explain, like,
2: why was he going over there? Because the character, Ray Liotta's character, said, why are you here? Because he knew it was bullshit, too. Yeah. He ain't come to see me in 25 years. Why are you here now? And when his fucking mistress,
3: the Italian chick, is sleeping with the black guy, I'm thinking, bruh, in 1970-whatever... That seemed a
2: little illogical.
3: This chick married into this world where if you fart wrong in front of somebody... They slit your fucking throat. So she's going to sleep with a black guy in the fucking 70s. And not only that, the black guy is her lover's rival. You think she'll be that fucking stupid?
2: She was kind of dumb, but no. Nobody's that <laughs> dumb. Right, Mike?
1: Uh, uh, I don't know, man. You are dumber by the world It irritates me because... Mike is
2: not... I think
1: let let think, Hopper go ahead.
3: I think they did that cuz it's fucking HBO and he wanted to be, you know, woke. Right, woke and diversified and that's why they threw that in there. Cuz I'm thinking this woman wouldn't be this stupid. In in the yeah. 1970s she's going to sleep with a black guy that's this this monster's rival where like if he find out she's she's she's
2: going to disappear.
3: Like and that's sh- what
2: happened,
3: right? And that's what happened.
2: Well, I mean, nobody likes interracial play more than Mike. So, what do you think about that?
1: I need to see what he's talking about before I can really assess it. But I mean, okay. it makes sense on the surface. When I you... thought
2: Christopher's dad, that guy did a was a Dicky Moltisanti was a that guy was awesome.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Pauly was just kind of like a a walking stereotype, yeah, of like every Italian gangster movie. It, it was almost like remember that 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 shitty Jerky Boys movie? No. Well, he reminded me of one of the mafia guys from that. That's just like a a big stereotype of like,
2: hey, I hey, get doing and yeah, yeah. you know. I thought that the Polly being included that way was the worst part of the movie. Yeah.
1: So you think Pauly, younger Polly, wasn't portrayed right? He no.
2: was. He was a
3: walking, Like, he was almost like a comedy thing. Like, he was just a walk-in stereotype
2: of a typical Italian mafia guy. And he was so uncentral to the basic plot that he was just there so that everybody could feel good about seeing their favorite characters. Hmm. So, like, Sill yeah. had an actual part of the story. And I love how they show him bald. If <laughs> my girlfriend goes, who's that? I was like, that's Sill!
3: He's got a comb over. Wow. And then they show him, when he's older, he's got the wig on. And they kill a guy, and a guy knocks his fucking toupee off. <laughs>
2: that was funny. <laughs> Now, Mike, Carm- <laughs> we do see a brief shot of Carmela. Yeah, she's in it for
3: like two seconds when she was a teenage girl.
2: Hmm. Yeah. So uh, you need to you need to um. Where you, do you have plans to watch this, Mike?
1: Yeah, at some point.
2: At some point.
1: I'm trying to well, manage a podcast empire.
2: Empire. I'm trying, hey, I'm oh, to, you know, let me just to work say a this. Job. I don't want to get too far into this, but it has become abundantly clear to me over the past few weeks that uh we are the three of us are the biggest baby faces in podcasting.
3: I think so. <laughs>
2: That's just yeah. proof that if you stick around long enough, good things will happen to you. Yeah.
3: We sleep good at night.
2: That's right.
3: We're <laughs> uh, hey, look, we're above board. That's right. I feel like a good guy now. I know. I do, too. (laughs) It's
1: amazing not having any type of criminal record and whatnot can get you nowadays.
2: Yeah. We are the biggest babyface, non-drama, independent, (laughs) no-ad podcast in the wrestling business. (laughs) (laughs) And it ain't too close. Uh,
1: By by miles, right?
2: (laughs) Speaking of people causing problems. When is Arn Anderson going to get canceled? For what? That's a. There you go. That's the right answer. Did you see his promo recently on AEW? No. What did he say? Well, basically, what I think happened is he came out and cut a promo on Cody. Who while trying to be one of the biggest baby faces in the wrestling business like us is actually one of the biggest heels.
1: Oh, he's, whether he he's wants
2: to be or not.
1: Such I told Doc before we started recording. I don't watch it minute for minute. So again, take what I'm gonna say as a you know, as is I fast forward through a lot of this stuff. But I I've seen his entrances the last couple times. And to me, He's hitting the R V D pose like he's this great baby face. And he's just he's just he just comes across as a schmuck, a prick, just someone who can't read the room at all. It's
0: just it's (laughs) it's actually
1: funny to see him hit like just thinking he's so over as a face. And I was like, Doc, you think he's doing it on purpose and he really knows he's pissing people off? And Doc's like, No, no, he's hitting the R V D pose. He thinks he's all that. And um, and Arn cut this promo on him and talks about pulling his Glock out and putting a pistol to his head. And honestly, Doc, until you told me, do you think people are going to call for him to be canceled? I, I still don't know why you're saying that.
2: Just because everybody overreacts and we can't have heels anymore. Because basically, Harper, what he said was maybe in the Rhodes family, if you got carjacked, you'd be like, oh, please don't shoot me. Here, take it. Let me get out of the car and blah blah blah. And when the Anderson gets carjacked, they reach down and grab their Glock and uh, put it to their head and pull the trigger.
3: Oh, that's why those memes were popping up. With yeah, this. that's that's why oh. I sent you the
1: one where where it's like Arn sounding like Warren G, right from Regulators. Sixteen in a clip and one in a hole. Old Arn is about to make somebody turn cold. Like that's why I sent you that one because I saw that oh, one I online. Thought
3: because his name was isn't his name Br- Brock. His his a uh, kid,
1: his kid, yeah. But that had nothing to do with that. that oh,
3: way. that's what I thought. Like, cause like Glock and and okay, that's what I thought
2: it was about.
3: Glock. Which got so me. basically,
2: he's telling Cody, "You're losing to Malachi Black, the old Alistair Black. I'm an Anderson. We're winners. You're a Rhodes. You're a loser. This is how you be a winner: is you stand up for yourself and you. That's make right. Your father was and a I'm loser. like. And my thing is it's the first time since he's been on screen in AEW that I've seen that I saw some fire and it actually felt like a real Arn Anderson and not some old guy that's trying to not get fired and keep a check.
1: I got to ask Harper a question. Harper. um, I told Doc off off air. Arn definitely doesn't look like a Glock guy. He looks like a. 357 revolver or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know he had one of those revolvers in his car in the eighties or something.
3: He's Uh, got the old uh Smith and Wesson police issued uh (laughs) revolver from like nineteen eighty two.
1: I guarantee you that's what he was carrying in his car. (laughs) Oh man. And when I say not a Glock guy, obviously, I mean, look, back in the day, those like Harper said, that was, those were police issues when I'm thinking about those revolvers. That's why I'm saying that. All right. Uh, Doc, anything else? Uh, what else? If you Whoever said you kinda... had
2: something that you would like to share with the people.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I sent this to Harper. Now, Harper, uh, I told him via text, I said, you know, the Saints actually have a lineman, and his last name is Throckmorton. And – I was tipped off to this by my friend who has a Saints podcast. And I said, Harper, look up what Throckmorton means. Or I may have even sent him the the actual definition of it. And so Throckmorton uh, refers to something known as John Thomas sign. And it refers to when the penis points in the direction of a unilateral disease, typically of the pelvis or hip. What? So Throckmorton is a points s-
3: in a yeah. direction. Yeah, it's got a mind of his own. Yeah, mine always has. Oh whoa.
1: So anyway, Throckmorton uh, sign is it's it's a slang evidently used humorously in the medical community. So I need Doctor Blassie if he hears this to reach out to me and tell me if he's ever heard that before. Anyway, I chuckled because I was like, what? Anyway, this is this guy's last name. Can uh. You imagine that? And people in the medical community, they see your name and they just start chuckling. You're like, what the hell are you laughing at?
2: Well, people in the wrestling community see your name and start laughing, so.
1: Yeah, sure. Whatever you say.
2: Uh, so this says the cock what
3: is attracted to fucking STDs. It goes to it when it shouldn't. <laughs> Where would you get that from? Because you said the cock points. In a direction I, of the
1: STD. It's not necessarily an STD. Well,
3: the, what but, is it? Yeah, what it's, is it?
1: Well, I guess it technically is one. I guess. Look, I'm not a doctor. I'm just repeating what I saw online. I'm a okay. a
2: doctor, doctor? Yeah. What, but I, but I got he, this nonsense sprung upon me here. He, just because I'm a doctor doesn't mean I need to make spot diagnoses here. Throckmorton Throckmorton It's also a town in Texas well, well, There you yeah. go wonder what their problems they have there <laughs> Everybody's walking around with their Wait what
1: <laughs> Alright let's get started on the show How does that sound He's about
2: right it? about this this is weird
1: What <laughs> Right about what
2: The penis points in the direction Oh, well, there you go. It's like a hunting dog.
0: There <laughs> <laughs> it is. Back oh! out, back out, back out.
3: LZ's hot,
2: LZ's hot. It's a poon pointer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> On that note, let's talk... Saturday night on TBS for May 19, 1990 if you're listening okay, whoa, to
2: whoa, the whoa. No no no. Here it is. It's a joke in the field of radiology. So it's like a penis visible on the x-ray points to the same side as a like if you had a broken right leg then your dick's pointing at the right leg. See
1: that's what I was saying like it doesn't have to necessarily point to where
2: yeah, it's not about dribbling goo from <clears throat> dirtiness. Yeah. It's like you either have a positive or a negative. If it's pointing away, then it's a negative. It seems real stupid, but I don't know.
1: I never, I never said it made much sense.
2: Okay. Yep. All right. Well, on that note. of things that don't make sense. Let's talk about RoboCop.
1: Well, we go to May nineteenth, 1990, Saturday night on TBS – And the show opens up where we see Jim Ross in the parking garage or the area of the D.C. Armory in Washington, D.C., where Capital Combat is taking place later tonight. Let me play this clip now. Uh, This is how the show starts. Here it is
0: severe knee surgery for the stinger and then just a few weeks ago the horsemen threatened the little stingers the youngsters that support this great athlete from venice beach california since that time sting has enlisted the aid of robocop now we don't know exactly robocop's nature just a second that may be that may be them now it is it's robocop and sting let's get a shot of this can we get a shot of that through the fence I know we're not supposed to go in there, but man, we need to. Let's get closer. Let's get closer. Let's get a shot of this. Come on, guys. We just want to get one shot. We just want to get one please. shot. One shot, please, fans. I hope you're seeing this at home. RoboCop is here with Sting. RoboCop is in the, here in the armory. Just a minute, guys. Please, one shot. RoboCop is here with Sting.
1: Well, those cops really were doing their job as they smiled at Jr., trying to push him away. Doc, what are your thoughts on uh, the opening there where JR, we actually see Robocop and JR's chased off by the cops?
2: It was a smart idea to do it. The production was god awful. Yeah, because it makes you go, oh,
3: I got to order this shit. He's there for real.
2: But it was schlocky and cartoonish. And much like the guy on my screen now says, uh, today, Corny says, Everybody involved with that should be ashamed.
3: Hopper, your thoughts? I showed this to my girlfriend. She's like, What is this? This is Robocop. It's like, What the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, he's would Sting. It's like, Why? Why did this happen? It's like, I don't fucking know. They were trying to promote that, that sh- the second movie. And she didn't believe me that it's the actual actor.
1: Okay, Isn't
2: so this th- th- so she th- believe that you made fifty thousand dollars a month? <laughs> but she didn't believe that RoboCop. I made a G today, but you made it in a sleazy way by
3: doing a podcast once a week.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> once again, I I had always known that, or had been under the understanding that it's the actual actor, but there right. are there are people out there now saying it wasn't. So. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Corny, I believe he said on his show years ago, he was there. It's RoboCop. It was the real guy. But there's also reports that have seen there. It wasn't. So who knows? Uh, I don't know. That's all I can say at this point. Could JR confirm it? Maybe somebody needs to ask him. On that note, we go to center stage for this week's show where Cornette and Gordon Soli are on commentary. Corny says, we're going to head straight to D.C. by flight as soon as we wrap up today with this show. And then Gordon reminds us that cable companies are standing by to take your call so that you can order Capital Combat 90 on pay-per-view. This show, as he says that, I just want to point out, it's kind of basically an infomercial in many ways to order the pay-per-view. Yeah. Everything right. they do this week, the matches aren't nothing. They're just playing replays. Have a couple promos. I'm gonna talk about Arn Anderson's promo. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's literally an infomercial. And I wanna leave it at that. Harbor, any thoughts before we go to Mean Mark or I'm sorry, Callaway versus Brian Johnson?
3: Yeah, this episode was like remember when they used to have on the T V guide before the pay per views, it was like a little a preview you yep. could watch and, and it was like a recap and it'll and he used to have to the the uh that one free for all match. This was kinda like that, but instead of one match, it was like three or four.
1: Nothing but an infomercial. Yeah. Well, we go to Mean Mark versus Brian Johnson. Mean Mark is gonna win this with the heart punch. You just saw him do it just now. Um and he hits Johnson with it, and there's a delayed reaction to selling it, and then he kneels on him and pins him. <laughs> Doc, any thoughts on Calloway, as our friend the D-man calls him, getting the win mm-hmm. here?
2: I thought this match was very meh. Yeah. Of course. Fuck this... a hard punch. Yeah. I also thought that, Undertaker looks kind of like a big, tall Chris Benoit at this point in his career, in the face.
1: You mean Callaway?
2: Whatever. The champ.
1: <laughs> All right, Paul. Any thoughts on Callaway here? No. <laughs> the Ruse Slam of the Week goes to the Steiner Brothers. I show that segment, then. We go to a recap of Lex Luger and Ric Flair and their feud. Uh, we go over what happened at Russell War 1990. Again, here's the infomercial part. When Luger had Flair pinned, but the ref was out. And Luger also put Flair in a torture rack, but Luger put Flair down so that he could go save Sting, who was on the outside being attacked by Ole and Arn. Flair ended up winning that match by countout because Luger was outside of the ring for 10 seconds. Uh, We are then shown the Louisville Slugger segment that Luger interrupted that had, that led to Luger being attacked by the horsemen. And then we go to worldwide from a few weeks back when Wyndham came back and Luger's match with Flair was interrupted when Ole and Arn went after Luger. Um, Again, big old series of recaps here. So I'm going to keep moving. Doc, you got anything for I keep going to the next uh, segment we got to get to? I don't think so. All right. And why is this timestamp off here? Oh, no, it's not. I just clicked the wrong one. All right. From there, we go to a promo. Uh, We got the four horsemen. Let's hear what they have to say after that series of recaps with the Luger and Ric Flair feud, who are going to battle in the cage at Capital Combat.
4: As I've said so many times before, tonight, Washington, D.C., Capital Combat 90. It's the horsemen over here. (laughs) It's the cage here. It's Luger Stig, and Robocop. In your case, Luger, it's the cage, which means blood, sweat, and violence at an all time high. Just the way the horsemen like it. I
0: rock. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? Look at the horsemen at full strength. Hire ah. Anderson, Anderson, Wyndham, and the big man to take ah. care of Robocop, Sid Vicious. What about an iron?
4: You know. They Whoa! talk about the Boogeyman, they talk about science fiction. So you got Robocop, the Guardian Angel. If you want to talk about science fiction, we've got the real Boogeyman on our team. Tell him, B.W. The demise of Sting and Luger is at hand because what we have amassed right here is the full strength, industrial strength, power of professional wrestling. And the big man right here is going to take care of any slack that we can't handle. I don't think we've ever had... A six-foot-pen, 350-pound horseman, but we got one now, and guess what? He's just a made. He's bad. He's mean. And tonight's Capital Combat 90, we're going to blow the roof off the building. Woo-hoo! All
1: right, Doc, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts there on the four horsemen?
2: It's the horseman, so it, it's really hard for it to not be good. And I thought Rick was good. Oli was yelling, which I prefer him to be quiet. But it, we're trying to hype this pay-per-view, so I guess I get it. Uh, Arn was good. Um, it's weird because like, I love Barry Windham. But they really need that third horseman to be shorter so that Sid Vicious looks taller. Because they're pumping up Vicious, as the big tall man, and he's only like two inches taller than Wyndham.
3: Harper,
1: what you got from it?
2: Well, and the last thing is, it was smart to not let Sid talk.
1: I agree on that. Harper, what about you?
2: I
3: was just thinking, watch out for those fucking scissors, man. Come on. Watch out. (laughs) Why would he need to watch out? I mean, look at it. He's right behind you. Don't turn around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was the moment when I'm thinking, arn has got to be thinking, man. I'm really talking about RoboCop here in this promo, and because he starts, he said something about science fiction. Yeah, and I, it's, it's, it felt like a little, a little shot at the whole RoboCop thing, but maybe it's just you know we've got hindsight, we we, we know what happened, but yeah, I'm just thinking, oh my God, he he's just. He's digging in right here. He's got another one later where he tries to really sell it, but that was what I had. Anything else, Doc or Harper? No. All right, let's go to a quick one now from Lex as he's talking about the cage match.
5: You know, it's just a few short hours away. The adrenaline's already starting to pump. I can feel the energy flowing through my body. The talking is done. The Four Horsemen and Lex Luger had been going at it for a year and a half. But there's one thing that remains constant. That is, there's always been outside interference, whether it's JJ, Tully Blanchard, Ole, woman, it doesn't matter. There's always been outside interference. This time, I've got you in a cage, Red Flair. You against me, clothesline versus figure four, man versus man. And if I can't beat you in a cage, in the middle, I will never ask for a world title shot again because this is the first time and the only time that I've finally got you the way I want you, and that's in a cage, you versus me.
0: Well- All
1: right, Doc, thoughts on Luger right there?
2: I like the fact that he is the... Opposite of the horsemen were yelling and telling everybody what they're going to do. And he was quiet. So I like that contrast there. And he doesn't have to carry the ball on the interviews. His job is just not doing do anything stupid or, you know, give a sting like promo. Come so on. I think, what? what <laughs> show me the lies. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I think,
0: uh,
2: <laughs> Lex. Gave this the proper gravity of the situation that it deserves. And he did his job there. What'd you think, Hopper? Yeah, I mean, let's play it over.
1: He did, um, you're right, Doc, he, kind of, he brought it down.
3: Yeah, yeah, he he, he brought it uh, down and kind of made it sound more serious and dangerous. And, and uh, you know, I finally got you where where I want you. Remember that song? why got
2: you where I want
3: you? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that Mike? No. Who sang was, that song? It was a band called care. The Flies. Okay. Got you where I want you. One of those like like late nineties bands. Yeah. From when I was going to UNO and But
2: here's the thing. Like you could not know, Mike, and that's okay, but why does it seem to make you angry?
1: Yeah.
2: Got you where I want. Yeah.
3: Y'all got someone t-
1: telling me what makes me angry. Go ahead, Harper. Were you about to say walking around UNO doing what?
3: Not knowing what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Half drunk.
1: I thought you went to Delgado. Now you went to UNO?
3: Well, well yeah. Okay. I got my associate's degree there. Then when mm-hmm. I got that, then I went to UNO.
1: Five-star and athlete I, for the Delgado Dolphins.
3: And then I played football for UNO. He's a tri state <laughs> prospect. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me you went to Suno and played basketball.
3: Uh, water polo.
1: He <laughs> went to Southern University of New Orleans and played basketball. <laughs> I can't with you, man. Oh. Golden Knights.
3: Fuck <laughs> the Golden Knights. <laughs>
1: Look it up, everybody. Just go look up Southern University of New Orleans. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to say nothing else. Hopper was a basketball player there. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I've got nothing else. I thought Luger was good. He brought it down. Uh, What what I, well, I should say, what I really like about it is he, you got to be amped when you're going into any type of sporting competition, but you also have to play with some control. And I, I think. To me, Luger shows, okay, I'm, I'm ready and I'm amped, but I also can't be too amped because if I'm too amped, I may make a mistake, I'll do something I shouldn't. So you got to have, there's got to be some control within uh, being, being wired and ready to go. And that's kind of the impression I got from him. Well, speaking of something that don't, that'll wire Harper for the wrong way, we see a segment with Norman. He's being nominated for the a King of the Slam Award of the Week. Vote yes I, or no.
3: I actually called and voted. Fuck no.
1: Oh, there was an option for for that. Yeah. Okay, so you must have dialed the six zero five three last last yeah. four digits instead of the dude, five two or five one.
3: Dude, I, I had one of those the other day, accidentally. An A and W W cream soda. Yeah, I thought I was mm-hmm. the the A and W zero because like. It's, Did you go straight different- to diabetes? I was like, oh my God. I forgot how good this shit tasted.
2: And I used to drink those those by the 12 pack.
3: Yeah, I know. So did I. And I drank half of it. I said, I can't drink this whole goddamn bottle of this shit. This is just, this is like eating, it's just, it's fucking liquid candy.
2: It was like your cheat day.
3: Yeah. So I, well, I'm a heel, so every day is my cheat day.
2: Hey! Not only since we're talking about time, we need all be ready to uh, use the BTT Amazon link so that we can get uh, Sasha something nice because it's her birthday month. Yeah, good as Chanel. How how far into this are you? Far enough.
1: No, no. I mean, a
2: month is thirty days. I mean, you're only six days in.
1: She killed me when she told me that on the last day of September. She's like, you know what tomorrow is? And I my immediate response was, don't say it. It's not a birthday month. It's literally a birthday. You're born on a day in the month. I said, that is bullshit. That is something that women made up, and it's bullshit. And my mother-in-law w- walks in the kitchen, and I said, I bet your mom even agrees with me, and my Ooh. mom said, "Yeah, that's some bull." She didn't curse though. It's one day this birthday. Bruh, next thing you know, Hopper, they're gonna be ca- calling it their 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 birth year. Like it's a day. What do you want a birth Bruh, lifetime?
3: And then when they go to the bars, people people pin dollars to their fucking shirts. Oh, like, why? God. For what? Why no. am I giving you money? Because it's your birthday. You're not six years old and, and I'm your fucking grandma.
2: Hey, I didn't. When you call these people on shit like this, like birthday month, what the fuck's that? They're going to say something like, oh, you know, I'm just extra. Extra. Stupid. That's their new. That's their new term. Is
1: no, no, not just that. I, I don't even think they say that. They act like something's wrong with you, like you're the problem. That,
2: but some people know they're extra. That's code word for annoying. No, yeah. not, it, it just it, High maintenance. They, they, there you go. Not the They act of, like not you're the kind problem. Of broad you could take to the Waffle House on a Valentine's Day. Exactly.
1: Like, like you're no fun. That's a. Oh, you're just a buzzkill. No. It's You're a birthday, a
2: Mike. You're a curmudgeon.
1: Sheesh. God. Let's keep moving. The Royal Family take on Rocky King and Rick Ryder. Yes, the Royal Family, Jack Victory and <laughs> Rick Morgan, they win quickly. The only note I had from this was, I got another laugh when Lord Littlebrook is putting the boots to Ryder at the end of it. That's my notes. Doc, what are your thoughts?
2: I fast forward these matches. Yeah.
3: Really? Just when I think these shit like this is gone, I see it again. It's like herpes. Like next, the Cuban assassin is going to
2: pop up or something. Where's Ranger Ross? Yeah, Ranger (laughs) Ross is going to pop up. Apparently, Bill Irwin is still in the promotion.
1: Oh, Bill Irwin, Ranger Ross. Yeah, they're not gone. All right, here's another ad for RoboCop and Capital Combat. Harper, save your thoughts until next week when we review it.
2: Here's my question. Can we get the audio there?
1: Uh, What part of it do you want
2: the audio from? From the beginning. Yeah.
1: I may have to edit it off for the YouTube version. Here, let's see. Horseman, you've threatened me.
0: (laughs) But you made a big mistake when you started messing with the little stingers. So before you make your next move... Take it over, Creed. Capital Combat Buddy, the return of Robocop.
2: Okay. Two things. Mm-hmm. Why is RoboCop a better promo than Sting? <laughs> Come on. Just saying.
1: Do you want an answer to that? Because I have got no answer.
2: Okay. And I don't know if we've talked about this, but how is this the return of RoboCop? Because it's for RoboCop 2.
1: Yeah. There was already a 1, remember? Or yeah. the original movie. So he's returning
2: right to the wrestling
1: room well yeah i mean technically no that's the dumbest part of this there's no wrestling it's
2: it's not even (laughs) do you know yeah like like, like, (laughs) do you know what a high bar you have to clear to be the dumbest part of this
1: (laughs) i like i don't want to say anymore because we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna wear this out at the pay-per-view we're going to yeah, wear this out.
2: 85. Who gets the Rolex? I mean, there's so many contenders for the dumbest part of this. That, this that is I, the dumbest.
3: <laughs> this is the dumbest. When you think of, like, the celebrities <laughs> that were, like, added into shit, this is the worst one because he can't do anything. So Why don't stupid. you just run up and tip him over and run away? Yeah, fucking tip him over, and he's like a turtle. He's there like a doodle bug. Yeah. It's going to crop into a ball just rolling around. <laughs>
2: boy, I can't wait to cover this pay per view, folks.
0: Oh, this boy. is going
2: to be phenomenal.
1: It's going to be an all timer. Again, tinyurl.com slash patreon btt, man. We're going to have fun with we're the getting RoboCop We're in there.
2: Of it. We're clearing our calendars. <laughs> it's going to be on.
1: It's going to be on. All right, let's keep moving. Um, The next match that we see is going to be Mike Rotunda with his first mate, Norman, versus Pat Rose.
2: Hold on real quick. When they come out of this and they go to the ring, I like the way that they're doing the graphics on the screen now, showing the match. Oh, yeah. I like that. ECW used to do that kind of.
1: Yeah, I know. What you, right and it's here.
2: different.
1: Yeah, it's nothing fancy, but it's different. And I mean, when
2: they do something different in WCW and it's not a colossal abortion, we have to celebrate it.
1: Well, sometimes they misspell the names. Don't forget that. But
2: well, there's always that.
1: So I didn't I'm not calling Norman the first mate. Actually, Gary Michael Capetta during an introduction calls Norman the first mate. And here's Norman trying to hit the hula hoop. Hopper had an aneurysm when he saw that. Corny mentions a bunch of the matches we're going to see at the pay-per-view, so make sure you order it right now. Order it. Put the phone down and order it. For us, go to patreon.com. I'm sorry, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt and sign up and become a patron. Rotunda's going to win. (sighs) Hopper, any thoughts from Norman and Mike Rotunda here?
3: I love how Gordon Sully mentions that he went to Syracuse. I was like, I wish somebody would tell him that. (laughs)
1: captain right now though
3: yeah whatever
1: uh, what do you think of norman's hula hoop and attempt that hula hooping hopper
3: dude first i'm like bro i see him take it he's gonna spin i was like if this motherfucker does this <laughs> and it just falls to the ground i was like yeah that's what i expected
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness okay
2: that hella uh, hoop falling to the ground is exactly encapsulates my my thoughts on this entire run.
1: Well said. Just
2: drop into the ground. My exact note, Mike, and you'll appreciate this, because it's something we use for times like these. First mate, Norman. Hmm. GTFOH.
1: GTFOH. You ain't Um It's
3: almost like he was trying to grab a foreign object right there, right?
2: Yeah, Uh, Pat uh, Rose. No, no. We are now in the part of WCW where that would need to be called an international object. Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was. Pat Rose was going for something in his trunks when Norman distracted him. Um, I got nothing else. Like I said, Rotunda wins. Great. uh, Great, yeah. All right. Well, we keep going. The next match. Is going to be the Samoan SWAT team versus John Rayner and William Bell. And let me go f- fast forward to it. Doc, did you have anything from this?
2: Uh, wait. So we're the SST again. I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I I, I think
1: me. we talked about this. I was like, yeah, we're we're the SST again. Oh. Everything was airtight, brother. Come on now. I mean,
2: well, in no this complaint. match, did did the brother ever wrestle? No. He never got in. I don't, don't
1: think, think so. so. Well, no, at the beginning. There, yeah, at the beginning. Oh, he yeah, there he is. I don't know so what John rainer has got on his head. Go ahead, doc.
2: Well, my question is is that if one of those jobbers didn't get in the ring, does he still get paid? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I could submit over some of the things I've heard recently about some of these old promoters that'd be a way to have somebody on the card and not have to pay him
1: well unless he agreed to work for free but no
2: people really do be. that
1: hey you'd be surprised
2: I, um, I guess
1: however what the piss is that on the back of John Rainer's head
3: that that rat tail thing yes yeah
1: he's got a rat tail
2: chicks dig rat tails dude that by was 1990
1: wasn't that out of style
2: it was never in style
1: no I mean you know what I'm saying people were wearing them in like the mid 80s but by 90
2: sting has one
1: <laughs> no not by this point seriously oh! Oh, Jesus Christ I don't know what the hell oh, that God. was Somebody yeah. messed up. Yeah. <laughs> you think that was supposed to be, I think it was supposed to be a that was supposed to be a power slam and that guy just oh, yeah. botched that. that. Rat tail guy botched, uh botched the power slam. Well, right, what were you saying about the rat tail though, Doc?
2: Nothing good happens with a rat tail. Nothing. Said, Imagine slam. if your daughter came home and her boyfriend was some fool with a rat tail. Oh God.
1: You know my sixteen year old's got a girlfriend.
2: Does she, have a rat, does she have a rat tail?
1: No. <laughs> no.
2: He's got a girlfriend.
1: Yeah. She she came over here uh, over the weekend.
2: All right. Well, here's the thing. We need to she know. She watches WWE. Oh, no. That's well, you don't have I to say. worry about her uh, trying he anything. Can, that just means he can tell her all the lies he wants and be boring as hell, and she'll believe him. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. so does does your son share the same tastes <laughs> in women? That's nice. I'm trying to I'm, say this I'm, delicately because I'm we're not about I'm, kids. I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna do this with minors, okay? I'm, yeah, minors. I'm really, well, you yes. let them
2: date. That seems inappropriate.
1: Dating is one thing. Um, they're 16. I mean, I didn't know that was illegal in America, so we'll leave
2: it at that. Do you want me to tell the people what happened to my daughter at school this week? I uh,
1: prefer that you don't. Okay. You might not want to put that on the air. Okay. Just saying.
3: Well, does his daughter, well, does his uh, girlfriend know that you used to wrestle?
2: Yeah, that's uh, a good question. You should come in. You should come in in your Mike Vick jersey. <laughs> come here, bitch!
3: Come on! Wow.
1: Harper, holy
3: crap!
2: It's a headlock takeover. Go! (laughs) Wow. Just come in and slap that your upper arm a couple of times and go. You want to see how this really works?
1: (laughs) You know how Iron Iron Sheik is. You know how he's doing in '89 and '90 when he's slapping his chest during those promos before he picks before he's cutting his promo. God, this promotion really needs the Iron Sheik right now. But that's that's another topic. But um. (laughs) See, <laughs> so you come into the room slapping did you yourself.
2: Watch, did you all watch uh, wrestling in the family room together? No. No? Just no. sit around they and eat just... some checks, mix, and uh, watch some wrestling?
1: I mean, I was I was watching whatever college game was on, and that was it. And they were in the living room, but, you know. I'm just doing. Don't my let game. them
2: go back to that room by themselves, Mike. Yeah. You got to keep the door open.
1: Of course, of course. Like I said, I've already said enough about the situation. I'm not gonna talk more about minors at this point, uh related to you know
3: <laughs> he goes to school with her?
1: Yeah, yeah, they go to school together.
3: Yeah. Well that's good.
1: Yeah. So I mean he's not just you know how you said with your nephew, you know, you're like you can't hump the Xbox. I mean so he Yeah. Yeah, that's know, he's good. Putting on cologne, taking a shower, running his game. That's probably you know I mean? the
2: best outcome of all for you is the shower.
1: Yeah,
3: well, can, so,
2: can can he drive or
3: he's
2: nah, got a he,
1: license? Dude, he's got no ambition to drive yet, which is crazy. And it's not just him; a lot of kids nowadays are like him. I'm finding.
3: Oh, uh, really? Like, he
1: doesn't even want to drive yet,
3: oh, bro. God. They got
1: all the entertainment they need at home.
3: I guess right. That's what I was about to say. There's no reason for him to leave.
1: Bro, we used to have to go leave the house to find entertainment. <laughs> they got every streaming Bud service, Harper, he, Harper YouTube, had the Sears
2: catalog, YouTube.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean the Sears catalog, you know, it worked for the Javorsky every now and then. But I mean, you still have to leave the house to entertain yourself. Bro, these kids now, they have every form of entertainment on those PlayStation's, Xboxes, streaming services. Every the world is at their fingertips. So. There's your, are they driving? Not really. Huh. But anyway,
2: all right, let's driving, keep moving. The driver's license was the key to a whole other world. Bro. Oh Boy. yeah, bro. Once you got
3: those keys, bro, you grew a pair of fucking wings, bro. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> it's like you
3: were a fucking parakeet stuck in a cage, and all of a sudden, someone like just opened up the fucking cage and you flew out the fucking door, and you were just free.
1: Dude, he's not lying. He is so right. I you just go to the mall.
3: Forgetting. You want to go to your buddy's house? Oh, fucking, you know, just could do whatever, do whatever the fuck you wanted.
1: Man, everywhere,
3: mm-hmm.
1: like it was nothing. Oh.
3: dude, a friend of mine, his, oh, well, his dad was, you know, wasn't really in his life, so his dad tried to make up for it by buying him shit. And he bought him a brand new fucking silver Camaro, dude. It's like fucking 16 years old. He's got a brand new fucking Camaro. Jesus.
1: Wrong thing to do.
2: That's the wrong thing to do. So we live in what some people refer to as the rich part of town. It's not. Fucking place. But it's kind of the rich part of town. And we live by the high school there. And every kid in that parking lot's got a nicer car than I do.
1: Thoughts and prayers, dog. That might be their parents' car, though, Doc. Come on.
2: You you know better than that. Anyway, yeah. All
1: right, let's keep moving. I agree with Hopper, boy. The world becomes your... <laughs> oh, it's at your fingertips when you get Imagine keys, how
2: man. good home must be these days if a car is not something you want
1: I don't I mean I get it but I don't get it as well because while there's lots of forms of entertainment within a house man being able to drive yourself to places is a beautiful thing
2: bro I went to we're so used to being stuck at home though for the past year and a half because like last night Harper I went to a concert is he still there he's gone yeah. Harper's gone he's not He's gone.
1: Is he? Yeah. What the hell happened to him?
2: His computer. So I went to a concert last night, and I was driving there at like 830, and I was just like, I'm not used to being out this late ever, because we don't go anywhere. On the weekends, we don't go anywhere, because we got to get up early the next day and go to more sporting events.
1: Yep. Yeah. There he is. What happened?
2: I don't know. The the, the fucking internet. Cut out for some reason. Fucking Zuckerberg, Man. dog. Yeah.
1: Spectrum. Okay, continue, Doc, or whatever you were saying.
2: So, I went to a concert last night, Harper. Really? Yeah. Um, It has a wrestling connection, too. I went to go see Bob Mould. Bob Mould? Yeah. He was the singer in Who's Du in the 80s. But, somehow... He got on the the booking committee of w c w in the late nineties what it's all true bob mold m o u l d there's a u in there m o u s c and uh, s yeah but i was oh. out late last night and i just don't like it anymore yeah i don't like it either it's really going to hurt my ability to get down to the next X-rated.
0: Mm. Be for but I'm going to
2: work on it and see if I can't get there.
1: The Southern Boys defeated Ned Brady and Joe Cruz. The finish looked great. Smothers holds us up. Nasty Ned and Steve comes off the top rope with that missile drop kick. Uh, you see that. We see the angle from the floor. We looked at it a second ago in the video version. And it looked really good. So Southern Boys win with what Corny tells us is the Georgia jawjacker. I After thought that's that when you go ahead,
3: hey, you know what I loved was when uh, Cornette says, "Well, you know, I'm from Kentucky, so why is he
2: the Confederate flag?" I got to stand up. Yeah, he had, some, <laughs> I had, he had some appreciation. I thought that the Georgia jawjacker was when you punched your your broad and then made her suck it.
3: Oh, so
1: you're 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 making fun of uh, domestic violence now, aren't you?
3: Okay.
2: No. That's,
1: Real classy of you, Doc.
2: You know what I need? Urban Dictionary. I need a mother's oh. promo.
1: Wait, wait, wait! You're on Urban Dictionary, looking at it, Harper?
2: No, no let's see.
3: Look it up. I'm going to keep Georgia Jawjacker.
1: Yeah, look it up. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to recap the next segment, and then we'll come back to you once you find it. So the Southern Boys win. We then after that get a recap of sting and flair uh their feud i guess if you want to call it that gordon solely throws us to the bad blood with them we see the clip from the clash with Cor- and corpus christi that's when sting messed up his knee put him out of commission for a while we then get another <laughs> excuse me another clip from WrestleWar war 90. once again flair and luger with sting on the outside they showed this earlier um, you know, I I don't like particularly like all these recaps, but it's the right thing to do if you're trying to sell the pay-per-view and recap kind of all the excitement that's going on between all these guys. So, hey, it's pushing. They're trying to sell. They're trying to get the buys up for the pay-per-view. It makes yeah. a lot of sense, and that's that. But uh, other than that, I mean, did we really need to see all the replays? Not really, but At it, least it
3: you, see him, least you see him limping?
1: <laughs> yeah. This thing comes yeah. off and then he's uh then he's limping. Uh right here. Uh did you find it, Hopper?
3: I got jaw jacker. Jawjacker is someone who has indulged in too many drugs, causing their jaw to swing side to side, to side
1: Oh. That's possibly not too
3: grinding bad. involved.
1: That's and, not and too I got, bad.
3: I got, you know, jaw jack, we can talk down to someone, you know, like jaw jacking. Yeah. But I got Joe, uh, uh, Georgia Jaw Jack or Bullet Bob popped up. <laughs> I, I did, uh, that's the first thing that pops up. It's Bob Armstrong. Well,
1: Steve so used that finisher. Maybe, uh, maybe Bullet Bob. I don't remember. Does he have call a Throck Morton?
3: Does
1: he have a Throckmorton?
3: Jeez. What?
1: I got a question for y'all. So as we keep going, the Andersons are cutting a promo. I actually like this promo from Arn here. Uh before I play it, or do you want me to play it first? I want your comments on what Ole and Arn are wearing. Specifically Arn afterwards.
2: Well those have my notes, so you're you're good. Let's play it. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's let's listen to it. Specifically Arn. I think he's I think he's good here trying to sell this nonsense.
0: This the nineteenth already tonight. Tonight, Capital Combat. Luger, all these weeks you've been just thinking about what it's gonna be like when you get here. Well, you and Sting and Mr. Robocop, you don't have to wait any longer. It won't be a few more minutes. And we'll be out in that ring and Capital Combat is here, live. And we still got a few more surprises. Me, Arn, Barry Windham, maybe even another one. I'll tell you what. You get ready. You're going to watch the most exciting thing that you've ever, ever seen right here at Capital Combat. A lot of kids are sitting home saying, a dream has come true.
4: Robocop is going to save the day. <laughs> we took just a small amount of time and analyzed it. Mm. If it's human, we can hurt it. If it's a machine, man-made, man can destroy it and if it's something sent from god if it's a guardian angel sit down to look over luger and look over sting then it's predestination we didn't have nothing to do with it anyway but gentlemen the way we analyze it it's half human all it is is just a support situation for sting who's trying to support luger so it's called the domino effect you got one strong guy one less strong one little less stronger They're all leaning on each other. We don't lean on anybody. We stand alone. The the horsemen are an island under themselves. You'll find out.
1: I mean, Arn's working here. He's like, he's trying. If it's human, we can hurt it. If it's a machine, we can destroy it. I mean, we need to give Arn credit right here for really, really, really trying hard to sell RoboCop. Doc, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, I think you have everything that needs to be said about the content <clears throat> laid out for us. But these two clowns were dressed up like... So does does Oli ever change clothes?
3: No, he wears one pair of fucking clothes, and that's it.
1: He He's had those suspenders and black shirt on for months now, it feels like.
2: And that's okay, but he's not the he's not the issue here. Aaron looks like he ought to be about ready to be sitting beachside with a, flat, a a fruity drink, about to sing the pina colada song.
3: Yeah, a sweet Caroline. <laughs>
1: I posted this picture on Twitter some time ago. And they look like the two uncles that show up at the barbecue for a few racks of ribs and beer. They they just look, I mean, Oli, like you said, he, he looks the same as he always does with the suspenders and a black shirt. Is that like a flower pattern on orange pink shirt? That's what I was yeah. trying to figure
2: out. yeah. It's got a real Yacht yacht Rock vibe. Yacht Rock. Oh,
1: and then, you know, the button all the way down to the third button being open <clears throat> just sets it off, too. And he's got the glasses on. Ugh. You know, I've heard Arn say his glasses back then were those transitions. That's why sometimes they're dark. He's cutting a promo. I don't know if y'all knew that. This full war transitions in the 80s and 90s. Well, this is 1990.
2: What's transitions?
1: You know what the hell that is. Don't be stupid.
2: What is
3: it? What is it? Uh,
1: Look it up. Transition lenses, okay? Because I think Doc's trying to just be an idiot right now because that's that's what he does.
3: That like they get dark and then they get clear.
1: Yeah. Go outside. Was, they get dark. No,
3: no
2: clue what that it meant, but uh, you know.
1: bullshit. You're full of it. It's like when you you tell me why is Doom doing the Road Warrior's finisher, and I'm like, well, you know, you already they know don't this. Do the Road but Warrior's
0: you, finish. It's completely you, d- different.
1: But you gotta ask it every single week, and you'll do it again next week or whenever you see him again, because <clears> it's what you do. Because you're a troll and a jackass.
2: Wow, I don't think I deserved any of this. I do I didn't legitimately. I've had 2020 20 vision up until the last two years. Now I've got to have some readers. I don't know what glasses do or are or any of this shit. So
1: you wear readers? now?
2: Well, I can't see anything
1: close <laughs> up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, what's that, why are you making fun of my disability?
1: First off, I'm as blind as a bat unless I have contacts in but that's a topic for another day. Harper, what did you think about these two here?
3: He'll just, it looks like he should be ready to sing Jimmy Buffett at some <laughs> shitty fucking, uh, some place called... Trader Vic's. You know, Crazy Crabs, fucking Crab Shack or something for fucking karaoke night on fucking Wednesdays. Is that and place? Oli in... looks
2: Ole looks like he did this promo. He's got to hurry up so that he can go make some collections on some <laughs> delinquent payments.
1: Harper, is that place in Slidell Bimini Bay still open? Who? Wasn't it called Bimini Bay?
3: I don't know what that is.
1: It was a bar in Slidell. They used to. The, the joke used to be they called it Bimbo Bay.
2: I, I don't know. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we could have our broad. What is it? Our BTT broad bash. Wow. There. All the broads come in town.
3: The broads are back in town. Broad back in town.
2: Arn looks
1: spectacular. And on that note, we'll keep moving as we near the end of the, the actual review of this show. We then go. The last thing we see, and again, credit Arn, he's selling it. He's selling RoboCop, half man, half machine. He can't try any harder to make this legit, and he deserves credit for it. So call your cable company now, and for us, go to Patreon and sign up so you can get the review of it with Harper. We are moving right along. We go to the next match, the last match on the show. Tommy Rich, Eddie Gilbert, and Johnny Ace. What a combination versus Dutch Mantel, Samu, and Lee Scott. Jesus I'll go to you first, Doc. Any thoughts on this?
2: Well, we've said that we thought that Lee Scott deserved a little bit of a bump. It looks like he's he's getting it there on some degree, which is good for Lee. Boy. Johnny Ace has to be near the end here.
1: Um, I think he's around for a while longer. Is I can't he? can't remember. I don't know. I feel like he... I don't know. But the this is definitely a weird combination. Rich, well Rich and Gilbert, not so much, but Johnny Ace being with them. And boy, he drags the team down. Who? Johnny Ace. Yeah. Terrible. It's just it's just terrible. So anyway, they It's just weird. Um the end of the match gets cut off. I don't mean it's like chopped off of our episode. I mean, the show comes to an end. The match is still going on. Cornette and Soli, the very last thing they do, remind us, hey, order the pay-per-view, call now, we're out of time. And we get no resolution to this match, so I don't really have any notes on it because Did you really need some? Happens. No, I didn't. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling the people out there.
2: This what... is the equivalent of your starting pitcher having to eat innings. You're going to take one today for the bullpen.
1: I think I agree with you, and I hate when I agree with you.
2: Gordon Soli at one point called this an Australian tag match. I didn't understand.
1: Yeah, what's that mean, Harper?
2: I, I don't know. You're you in the you business. <laughs> an Australian tag match?
1: Well, hold on. Doc, you're the industry expert, Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I, that's
1: to, no, no, just because no, no. I'm
2: covering events. I mean, if if Luke, if the champ tells you to go out and guide your guys through an Australian tag match, what are you gonna do? I'm like, what?
1: I I thought that comment Doc was about to go somewhere else, and I was I had my Darren voice queued up. Well, what the hell, bro? I mean, come on, man. Talk about Bruno, you know? Talk about GYD. bro. What the fuck, man? Come on.
2: You could hit somebody with a didgeridoo.
1: What is this talking about doing a Javorski all the time, Hopper? Yeah, really. Did you see that meme somebody made? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When Darren was eating the octopus. Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. All right. So, anyway, that's how the show ends. We really didn't get many promos, only a couple, three of them. I told Doc earlier today... I'm giving my Rolex to Arn because one, there's really nobody else to give it to. Right. Two, he sold the hell out of RoboCop, as terrible as that is going to be when we review it. So I'm going to give mine to Arn right now. Rolex goes to Arn. Doc, what
2: do you have? I wonder what would happen if you went back and you asked the Horseman right here, or let's say the night after of the pay per view after it was over back in the dressing room. So. You guys still miss, uh, you still got, you guys uh, miss Dusty yet?
3: Well, he comes back.
2: Well, Well, you realize, but my point is, they were frustrated with Dusty at the end because they thought, you know, he was burned out and always putting himself over. And even if that's true, is it better than fighting RoboCop? Yeah.
1: That's that old thing, too, in business, Doc, where, you know you might have some complaints but then you got to keep it in the back of your mind it could always be worse
2: It mm, could yeah. always there's always we have not hit bottom yet and we won't yeah there's always a new bottom mm, yeah that, new bottom.
1: and so so at the end of the dusty era of booking things yes you're right lots of frustration i mean heck the fans were frustrated they were cursing them out in the studio and he told that woman sit your fat ass down and get the hell out of here if you don't like it or whatever he said. So I mean like there's there's legitimacy to people being frustrated, the horse may be frustrated. But then you got to realize, well damn, a corporation takes us over and boy, we really are scraping the bottom now and it's really worse than what it needed to be. So it's kind of one again, it's just one of those things. You just remind yourself not just for wrestling, for everything. It could always be worse. So, Doc, who are you giving your Rolex to?
2: Man, I think Arn Anderson's going to get it. I mean, Robocop was in there for that promo he cut, but I'm going to say Arn.
3: Hopper? It's got to be Arn. Got to be. Got to be.
1: All right, we need to rate this thing. Before we do so, I want to remind you. Please use the Amazon Associates link. The holidays truly are not that far away. And you can use our Amazon Associates link by going to tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. That's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're already shopping on Amazon, you can use that link. The show gets a little bit of support in return. Give that link to the wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, side pieces, whatever you have in your life. And tell them to use it. Like JBL Objective said, our friend on Twitter, put the link in the browser for them. tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon, a great way to help support the show. Doc, we need to uh, rate it. Uh, you go first on the rating. What are you going to give it?
2: This is really hard because this, this represents a real shift in how they promote their product. And I get why they do it. We're also we'd say we're here to rate what we see and we fast-forward through these recaps. But in 1990, I wasn't seeing these pay-per-views. I would have wanted to see those cuts that we saw in this episode. So mm-hmm. in 1990, th- I would have loved this episode. It would have been off the charts to get to see Flair and Sting and, and down in, you know Clash and whatever. It feels different now. I'm I am i i really struggling with this one. I'm gonna say it's a B. Oh God,
1: Harper doesn't sound happy. Harper, what are you giving it? A C. I I agree with Doc. You, I think you gotta put it in the context of its time, and in the context of its time where none of us were seeing the pay-per-views and maybe rarely seeing the clashes when we did get a replay, it was time well spent. It I mean, may not...
3: We didn't what? even see the, the the whole match at the end.
2: That was a, another thing. Oh, I mean, well,
1: yeah. did you really need to see the end of that six? minute? You
2: How many know. times did mid South go off the air with it blowing up?
1: They, they all, well, not just that. In the early 80s, they went off the air with just bullcrap enhancement matches, and it just was what it was. But you're right, Ugh. in the UW, UWF era, they would go off air with a hit in a fan. But, I mean, I, my thing is like what you you said, Doc, it's – we didn't see that stuff back then, so it was refreshing. And I, I give them credit. I mean, this show obviously would probably not happen the way it happens now – Where they're pushing, call the pay-per-view, call the pay-per-view, call the pay-per-view. And I know some people still do literally call pay-per-view, which is crazy to me, but uh, for wrestling, but they do it. I mean, so that for what it was in 1990, this was textbook way to do it. So I'm going to give it a B plus, not because you got to take it for the context of the time that it's in. And showing those replays, pushing the pay-per-view was the right thing to do for the company. Now. Robocop is stupid. More on that during the pay-per-view, but we'll get to that. But for how they did it and not what they did, it's two different things. How they did it was right. What they did, we'll talk about that next next week. Um, so I'm giving it a B plus. So Doc, you gave it a B. Would you give it a Hopper? A C. Wow. Well, on that note, I do need to remind you all to reach out to Hard Body Hopper. Get a video shout-out, life relationship advice. All you got to do is email him to chrishopper16wildcat at gmail.com. That is in the show description. Also, PayPal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com. If you need props, make sure you include the cost of the props when you send him his PayPal money. I know Hopper is still waiting on the, the, the what is it called, the, the meatless whopper?
3: Yeah. Oh, I did that last night.
1: Oh, you finally got it done?
3: Yeah. Okay, got it so done. they had it. They had it. Yeah.
1: Finally. Wow, it's been over a month, but I God know, bless huh? America. They finally got it. Yeah. What's it called? Real. The Impossible Whopper? That's it. The yeah. Whopper. Good deal. So if you want a shout out, remember, email Hopper, ChrisHopper16Wildcat at gmail.com, and PayPal him, cc30388cc at yahoo.com, and let him know what kind of shout out you want, Life advice, relationship advice, the shout out to your friends—all that good stuff can be done there. Um, Doc, let me throw it to you before we, uh, before I formally wrap this up, and see if you've got
2: anything else. Just like I'm, I'm ready. I've been waiting all day for Sunday. I'm ready to, for the Cowboys to go to four and one, on our way to sixteen in the in the win column. I'd like to go ahead and just reach out and say I'm sorry, T Hog, for what's about to happen. <laughs>
1: boy you are your soul is going to be crushed when they disappoint you like they always do they are setting you up for a bigger failure well i'm than
2: not a curmudgeon you. like you i'm i'm an optimist and i'm looking on the bright side
1: industry expert gotcha Alright, let me take care of a couple things and then I'll throw it to Harper to see if he's got anything else. Shout out to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Morata and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. Nonetheless, they support us, please support them. And also check out the Bottom Line Cast with Mike Pru and JV. They handle our ECW show on the Patreon feed and they do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Harper, you got anything else or are you ready
3: to roll? Let's roll.
1: Alright, let's roll. Hit the tagline, Hopper.
3: Fuck, bitch.